I hope you've got your cup of coffee ready or your beverage of choice. Sit back, relax, and listen in as I speak with my new friend, Dana Irvine, the wise, divine woman. You're not going to want to miss this one, folks, especially you women out there reaching a certain season in your life. This is Kim Langling, your host of Let Fear Bounce. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello, everyone. Kim Langling here, the host of Let Fear Bounce. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your day with myself and my special guest today. Her name is Dana Irvine. She is a holistic nutritionist, breast health advocate, yoga faith practitioner, and thermography advisor, and a podcast host of Wise Divine Women. Within her practice as a spirit, mind, body, and nutrition coach, she discusses opportunities of change through stress-relieving techniques, exercise, essential oil health, whole food living, and breast health. She has been providing professional medical imaging services for Thermography Medical Clinic in Northern, Central, and Eastern Ontario since 2016. Wow, Dana, you are a busy, busy lady with all kinds of expertise behind you. Welcome, welcome to Let Fear Bounce. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for ask for inviting me. It's been a, a, an incredible opportunity, and thank you for reading all of that because you never hear that. So I thank you. It's like, wow, it sounds special. Well, and isn't it interesting when you hear your own bio being read, you're thinking, yeah. wow, I do do a lot. I do a lot. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, life is about being able to balance those things and, and life isn't linear. And uh, it's got to be able to seize the moment, but understand. Yeah. It's just that you, you just, you just capture and educate yourself so that you're able to communicate with women at many stages of their life. So, and when you're in it, you know, and I know people say to me, Kim, you're very busy. You do a lot of things, but you're in it and you're just, you're doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you never mm -hmm. step back and list everything out that you do and you're going, Oh, wow. Truly. Uh, you know, as we age, we try and cut back on the things that we do because we feel busy and then, you cut back and you're like, well, now I feel unfulfilled. So, you know, you have to volunteer, you have to have service work, you have to be able to nurture yourself, you have to be able to take care of family when you need to and, and then make a living. So things are busy. You know, I'm like, <laughs> now this isn't even going the direction I had planned on, but yep. you said we reach a certain age and you cut back. Yeah, I don't know why we do that. Now, now, here's the interesting thing, because when you said that, my mind first went away. It was like, I'm not necessarily cutting back. I just cut out the things that were no longer fulfilling. That's correct. The no, things that no longer service us. So, you know, there's a lot to be said, and, and a lot of women don't understand boundaries. So as well, which is a difficult thing to do as we age, or we should be learning that as like life skills in high school, like you should be learning how to cook. You should be learning how to balance a book and you should be learning how to say no. But it is those things, Kim, that we need to recognize in our lives that are not fulfilling, that feel obligatory and that serve no purpose. And they're, uh, and, and the, and the people and the people, because they're energy vampires, right? They just suck the life out of you and it's okay to cut them out. And it's okay to be able to say no to things. And it's okay to say no things for a season and then come back into it refreshed as well. So I'm in that season 
of sort of stepping away. And, and thank goodness COVID sort of happened because for a lot of us, that was much easier done than having to just do that without restrictions. So there's a, you know, there are silver linings around COVID as well uh, in the pandemic because with restrictions, you got to say, oh no, I can't, oh no. <laughs> so it's been amazing, amazing. But that burden, so as we age, that accumulation of stress being uh, uh, that false responsibility of things weighs on us heavily. And then that stress accumulates and that bitterness accumulates and that angst accumulates. And then it can transform into disease process. And that's where the opportunity of understanding for myself, understanding my own health in research and in the courses I've taken and helping other women recognize and ask the questions always in that four pillar aspect, because life is not linear. Where in your life are the four areas that are causing a burden and not giving you joy? And that's where you get the opportunity to step out and cut away and, and, and say no, and not so much, you know, like you can set your own boundaries. And, and then as empty nesters, because we're all mature women and we've like trained up our children. And then you're like, okay, out you go. Yeah. It's like, okay, now it's about myself and I need to bring myself back to healing. And I have to make sure that I'm fulfilled for the next 40 years. If we live to 90, right? So let's even take that back to 20 years. What am I doing with my life for the next 20 years? That's going to be fulfilling. And I think that's wonderful how, you know, we we posed that question online about podcasting and I got to meet you and it was incredible. And so you always keep dropping this. What's your story? What do you write about? And it's just like, <laughs> that's so true. So many women have a story and so many people have a voice. And and that's my whole thing with the wise divine women sort of movement or sisterhood. We're creating a collective where we're sharing wisdom with other women and then our our younger generations because that's what we're supposed to do as wise divine as sages as mentors that's our next purpose not only to fulfill our our heart's longing like taking flamenco dancing or salsa dancing <laughs> traveling the world just saying trying trying wine and eating paella in spain those are just little goals in life but it's you're also sharing the wisdom and the knowledge that you've gained onto the next generation so that they can learn from that. That's what life is about. And that's what the wise divine woman movement is about. Not only helping women just like, you know, move through menopause, which can be super scary for some women and it kind of side slaps them out of the way. And it's kind of like, Whoa, where'd that just come from? But it's honoring this transition coming together as a community and just being able to, to do that and having people like you or the other women that you speak to other women that you speak to as well is like, let's share your message. Let's, let's see how we can come together. And I, I love that, how, how we can come together. And no one should have to, and it is, it can be a very bumpy road. You know, you hit your mm-hmm. mid-40s and then you're into your 50s. Your kids, you fast. them are all, yeah. you know, out on their own, hopefully being productive members of society, yeah. well-adjusted young people. Um, then you do, you have to, you have to refine yourself. It's, so, you know, oh my gosh, yeah. Mom, 
you've been mom and taxi driver and cook and maid and everything else for at least 18 mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. Well, even in a career, like let's say you're a career woman, right? And with this pandemic, things have changed for a lot of people. Um, and, or you're at that, you're, you've started when you were 20. Now you're 50, you're retiring girl, like you're retiring. So, but you still have 20, 30 years of, um, 20, 30 years of life left in you. What are you going to do with that? That's a long time, even 10 years of life, good life with it. Like, really, you can't just sit around and knit all day. Like can't even imagine, you know, or you can't sit around and drink martinis every day at four o'clock it's just not physically possible we try that was last year but it's like <laughs> but it's so true so that's why you know we we've all kind of come together that's how we've all sort of transformed into trying to help women become better better persons better people give them better opportunities help them to just really open up and express what's laid upon their hearts and starting new careers or starting ministry work or writing a book. That's so much fun. Or starting a podcast like we have. Right. <laughs> I like how you mentioned earlier, um, you know, the, the pandemic, how it made it a bit easier for some people to set those boundaries and keep them. Now that it was probably, I like how you said it was probably easier for some than others. It was easy mm -hmm. for me. Because that was right. I was in a big transition when the pandemic hit that, you know, um, and I was in a life transition, work wise, mm -hmm. physical wise, all kinds of stuff was mm -hmm. really swirling at that time for me. I just took that as a really good opportunity to sit and go, okay, we're going to make a change. So let's, let's get going here. What do I want to do? What is my passion? And how can I take my passion and do that? every day, not just two hours in the evening after a full day of work, mm -hmm. so, you know, being able to, to, for me, that part of it was welcomed actually, you know, looking back, I gave myself one day to say, Oh, I was angry, lost my job. Didn't know what I was going to do. I'd never been in that situation before. So I said, Kim, you get one day to be angry one day. Mm -hmm. Got to get mm -hmm. that out, you know? So I did. I don't even think I lasted a whole day of being angry because I got excited about the potential of what I could do. Right. I'm thinking, oh, you know, all right, you're 53, Kim. What do you know? And I'm thinking, yeah, if you sit down and you write down the skills that you have and the stuff that you know, the stuff you've learned and the stuff that you're mm -hmm. doing, you might mm -hmm. not even think it's a skill. But if you actually write that down mm -hmm. and list it down, mm -hmm. you're like, man, I've done a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. I found it really beneficial to ask friends. Yes. Ask your, even ask your coworkers, even ask your old boss. Like it's, it's asking these people what they see in you, what, how, what intelligence or, you know, give them, you know, give me five things about myself, good or bad that I need to grow from. And I did that practice this summer you know, when I'm trying to sort of make sure my, I'm, I'm doing well, I'm on the track, what do I need to kind of fix when you're building a brand or building your business? And they were all consistently the same. So it was just amazing that you're like, oh, okay, I'm on track. I, I get it. I, I'm not wishy-washy like I think I am. And I actually know what I'm talking about. Because sometimes you're like, I don't think I know squat diddly. 
right? Come on. I'm always like, come on, you know this, right? They're like, no, I'm like, okay, I guess I do know something. But, and then it's like, okay, where do you go from there? And there's tons of, you know, there's so many niches, so many coaches out there to do so, but it is identifying that Tina, you're right. Like, what are all my good stuff? Like list it out, girl, pat yourself on the back, like, whoo, celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Absolutely. And then, because once you have that list in front of you, you're going to be like, oh yeah. my gosh, I'm, I am a warrior. Look what I've yeah, done. Exactly. And I think the wonderful thing, well, I mean, here in, in Northern Ontario, we've had this incredible opportunity of women, small business uh, loans and women's initiatives and all this great stuff. So if you actually know all your positives, but you know, your negatives, and I know that I'm not good with finances, let's say I took a course this summer, I got funding. So I took a wonderful finance course. This is a great opportunity to learn more because you can actually focus. You're not like pulled here or there. You can fulfill your heart's desire. It's just been so fantastic, honestly, in this transition. Like it's just the, I think it's just the timing of it. And it's just been incredible. And you, you are just so amazing to say, okay, I lost my job. Let's have a pity party. Okay, let's go. <laughs> what can I do? You know, and that's it. Like, what can I do? And, and I think last year was a bit like that. It was like, I took it as like, okay, I'm going to do this and go gung ho and have fun. But it wasn't a balanced, it wasn't balanced. There wasn't enough self-time, me time. And, and a lot of just push, push, push where it wasn't coming out natural and it wasn't coming out that aspect. So then I just like, uh, I just threw in the towel for a couple of months and just misbehaved uh, and hid out at camp, right? Or cottage. And, um, and, but that was okay. I've survived. I'm here. Life is good. And the sun is shining this morning and all is well in the world so far. So, so far. So far. <laughs> you never know what a day may bring. <laughs> I wanted to get back to a couple of things in your bio because yeah, you do a lot. You have, you know, you've got, you've got an amazing background. And what I'm actually interested in hearing about is menopause and breast health, because yes. I know, and off, and especially at the age, you know, we're in our fifties. We're in our fifties, yeah. And the average age of the folks who listen to this podcast are forty-five to sixty-five. Yeah. So they're right in that rate age range. Yeah. Breast health people might get embarrassed by it or whatever. Yeah. I don't simply yeah. because I had, I had to have a lumpectomy um, years ago and it was a very frightening time, mm -hmm. not knowing that not knowing, but I was glad that I had it because I did the self checks in the shower and I did all of that, how you're supposed to. And then, you know, something didn't feel quite right. I'm going, Oh no. And it's a very, very frightening thing. Mm -hmm. So can you share a little bit about how it is that you approach breast health within your practice and the menopause? Because menopause has a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah, um, it does. So, I mean, I, I became a, a clinical thermographer, so a medical thermographer with the, the career I was at and the people I was around. And, and so that kind of opened the door to understanding breast health a bit differently using thermography as part of an, a, a breast health program and it was in the discovery of that that women are so I would say I would say naive to understand breast health because they just skim through life not you know yeah they're just like love sacks or they're just feeding they're just feeding vessels or they're just whatever pain in the butt they're in my way 
um, and pay no mind to them. But they're like they're like the cherry on top, so they reflect the the, the health of the body. So you know, like for yourself, cystic activity usually means something, although it's never usually anything. But it can also represent other cysts that may be present in the body, and you know, there's no ever no connection. So as we age, the worry of breast health and breast cancer becomes so apparent because um, in, let's say, parts of the States, it starts at 45. Mammogram programs start at 45. Here in Ontario, it starts at 50. And that just sends us into number one, a spiral about, oh, yeah, I forgot about those. Now i got to worry about breast cancer. We're up to one in 20 women across North America will get breast cancer this year, right? So it's like, it's a stat that we don't really talk about, but it's an understanding that, okay, you, you've spent the last 10, 20 years stressing out about children, stressing out about job, having losses, uh, being hurt, having trauma, uh, or having much joy and, and, and all sorts of things, right? But that all still sits in the breast. So we don't ever educate ourselves in understanding breast health completely. So dense breast tissue or cystic activity. And so many women are just so fearful of even touching their breasts. A lot of older women don't like their husbands touch their breasts either because they know what that means. Right. So, but I'm always like, I, I'm, we don't have this, the loss of sexuality and intimacy in North America as we age kind of diminishes and is, is expected this loss of in intimacy. And as we age as women and age as women, men, and we, we have all this false responsibility fall off of us, our libido and our joy should probably rise, but we're so stressed out and we're so fearful that we don't grow into this opportunity of new intimacy with our partners or be encouraged to even bother with new partners right? Um, and then we lose this love, we lose this nourish, we lose this, this connection with our, I, I like to say our feminine self, because we don't touch our breasts, right? They're just for sex. But you've learned, as I teach many other women, it's not about digging around and hunting for cancer. It's memorizing and mapping the texture, the emotion, the feeling of the breast, what what emotions rise as you're doing your examination? What traumas are still lingering? And these are just huge discussions that all can transpose into breast tissue, right? So we want to map out the breast. Like, like just grab a journal, right? Draw two circles. There's nothing scientific about it. And then just go through with a breast exam, zigzagging across, perhaps layering into the breast a little deeper in nice gentle uh, formations and just recognizing and drawing on a map the bumps the ropey understanding and we don't some women don't cycle anymore so you just pick a day after the full moon and 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 do that and if you're cycling then it's like day eight of your cycle uh just before you start to ovulate and after you've menzied and so that you have a consistency and it can be, but then it's also grabbing beautiful essential oils and creating this beautiful blend of fragrance and using the technology that we've learned in aromatherapy 
to even just to connect to the breast, the rose, the geranium, the, the, the uh, frankincense, the sacredness of touching the breast or uh, the geranium and the joy, elevating the joy, the senses in the, even in the sense factory, whatever you want to call that. But also with the different oils that are out there, they also have the capability to help detoxify the breast tissue and to help heal the breast tissue as well. So there's many different aspects of that. Um, but it is this recognition. And so even with thermography, I mean, I do, they use it for, for looking for um, inflammation. It doesn't replace a mammogram. It doesn't replace an ultrasound. It's just a, a look at the physiology of the body, the physiology of the breast and looking for inflammation, right? So when women actually come to thermography because they've been, you know, they have dense breast tissue, they want them to come back repeatedly. Um, they can't, they, they have a suspicious something or other. And uh, so then they come to thermography and I'm like, well, you've never, you've never eaten for breast health. You don't take care of your emotions that sit in the breasts. You don't, you know, you don't detoxify your body or when you see the body, it's in complete chaos. Your life has been hell. So of course there's going to be something in your breast. Like that's just, to me, it's like, of course, but we don't think of it in that way. So even if women have this inflammation marker, or even if women are like, oh, I have stage zero, stage one, and they come and they call or they do their imaging with uh, the different companies. And when I do the advising, I'm like, okay, take a deep breath and slow down. Let's get you some resources. Let's not spiral out of control because you've never You've never thought the connection of stress to your breast. You've never thought of your gut health to your breast or your liver to your breast. Like, let's just take a breath and calm down. Let's just get you some resources and let's just move forward, right? May not change the outcome, but it certainly stops you from spiraling out of control and living in fear, right? And like you've been down that path with a cyst, of like they rush you in and then and that's their due diligence and that's that's their due diligence but you don't have to keep walking into fear or uh, giving away your power to things without knowledge and there's just so much there's so many resources there's so much intelligence in the world and there's so much so many people that can come alongside you that can help you understand how your stress is manifesting to illness in your body. Like even Gabor Marte writes about that, right? Um, you have different psychologists, you have different breathing techniques, you have do exercises, you have great coaches and great uh, functional doctors who can put the pieces together for you to then walk into aging so much better, right? It, it, it is walking into the aging with knowledge and understanding and bringing along people beside you who are going to help you in any healing process. Same as if you're doing a career change, you're gathering the girls, you're gathering your people and you want to move forward in, in this encouraging, positive opportunity so that you can heal and change the direction of your life. And this is what, this is what I think menopause is supposed to be. We're supposed to be coming alongside each other. We're supposed to be these great women who have learned so much and, and do, have done so much good to be able to use that, whether you're helping other people, you're starting a ministry, you're starting a new career, you're, you're failing in your health, your parents are ill, you know, like 
you're, or, or you've lost a loved one, this is why you're supposed to build a community in all levels of your life, right? That's that whole fourfold spirit, mind, body, you know, nutrition as well, because we have such false falsities about food. We are just so traumatized by food, right? And family and religion and all these things. But it's this change that we have to put up on, you know, kind of like putting on our big girl pants, facing the, uh, facing the music and uh, going, yeah, I can do it. I've done this. I've done so much. Like, let's go. And who are you going to bring alongside? So, yeah. It's amazing and also interesting journey. It is. It's incredible. You know, because once you start real, and I'm one of those people that I like to do research. I, I want to know what's going yeah. on with yeah. my, with my body, with my own health. In the last two years, I've went through some pretty wonky health issues, you know, and those health issues were exacerbated due to my stress levels that I was letting escalate because of all of these diagnoses that I was getting and was not expecting and, you know, rare form of this and this is uncommon and, you know, we're going to have to do a little digging on this to see how we should treat you. And I'm sitting there going, are you kidding me? And without having, it's very easy, I guess, to let yourself fall into that stress mode and all of the what if, what if, what if. And I'm one who, you know, I'll let myself do that for a bit, but then I'm like, all right, Kim, pull back. That's long Mm -hmm. enough. Quit being silly. That's long enough. And then I'll research my own. You know, I'll go on, try and find the best. I don't just read anything and believe it. No, no, you go into, you go into published research articles, you go into, but not so much even just the U S but you want to go to, to the European research aspects as well. And you want to go down those roads of understanding where, okay, you've got this, but you do have to step back and look at, okay, what is surrounding this? And then step back further and go, okay, well, that's interesting. Right. And and understand that again, you want to look at, how stress manifests, how nutrition, where the toxicity lays, where did it root from? Was it part of my DNA? Was it part of, you know, shit happens, right? So it, it, but it's, it is the recognizing it and, and filling up your own tool belt with knowledge, filling up your own tool belt with management tools. I don't blindly go into doctor's appointments not knowing these things because they are in a box. They are perfect. They are amazing. They are incredible. Doctors do a wonderful and incredible job, but girl, they're in a box. They are not allowed to step outside of the box. It's your job to know what exercises you need to do. They don't know. Then you need to find that next person. And they don't know, you know, like outside of blood work and diagnostic testing, which you need but you need to have someone to read that and interpret it differently outside of their boxes. Everyone's in a box. So right. it's, it's this, you got to open a few more boxes, right. but don't let them, don't let, don't let them, you're naive to think they're going to let you know everything because they're in a box. Unfortunately, they're not perfect. You absolutely have to be your own health advocate. Yes. You have to be. And there are yes. so many people that I, I know in my life, and a lot of them are seniors that I've seen in, in previous jobs. I worked mm-hmm. with seniors mm-hmm. that they blindly follow whatever the doctor says, and they may be seeing three or four or five doctors. 
But those three or four or five doctors aren't all talking to each other. No. So one's prescribed this and one says do this and one and some of it can all be working against each other or canceling yeah. each other out and they're not feeling any better at all or mm -hmm. they're feeling worse. You have to be your own health advocate. You know your body. Yeah. You know your body. You know if this feels right or if this doesn't or oh, I'm getting this stomach thing or I have this little pain every time I eat. I get, you mm -hmm. know, you know your body. So yeah. Keep, yeah. write that down. Again, another journal, a notebook. Another journal. Yeah, it's not about what you eat. And when I have women do their journals, it's not about what they eat. It's like, how did they sleep? How was their bowel movement? How was their emotion at three o'clock in the afternoon? Did they even sleep at all? What nightmares did you have? Because all of this relates back to inhaled stress or you ate the damn ice cream again. Stop it, right? Right. So, right. If you want that, if you want nightmares, keep eating the ice cream. I don't think people realize that everything, like you just mentioned, sleeping, eating, you know, what is it, maybe your job, all of that stuff, those stressors, whether they're small or high level, mm -hmm. all contribute heavily to your health, yeah. your physical health, your mental health, you know, and maybe you have, you know, um, I guess mental, like uh, mental, um, not mental, muscle memory from a trauma, emotional trauma, memory yeah. from a trauma in the yeah. way, way in the back that you've never faced mm -hmm. that. And you don't realize that that is actually that whole, you know, muscle memory and things like that, that are coming, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that are working mm -hmm. against you. Is It's amazing what your body tells you and you disregard or don't pay attention to. Yeah. And, and a lot of Chinese medicine talks in that sort of that stream. Uh, Gabba Marte does as well. So if you're ever like interested in understanding where the body holds fear, where the body holds trauma, where the body, that's like, so he does an incredible mental health research. He's an incredible doctor. And he talks about that quite often um, in that aspect. But it is like you just, you know, God gave us the ability to understand our bodies and to sort of say, hey, and let's, let's stop and pray about it or meditate about it. And ask him the questions and he'll let you know but it is also he gave us the senses he gave us the ability to understand ourselves and none of us tap into that truly most often so if you're getting a gut feeling about something honor it give thanks write about it and then understand the circumstances coming up to that ache or pain or what's sitting there or was it a bicycle accident when you were 10 years old you know, like you never took care of like concussions. Concussions for us as kids was dust, dust your knees off, get up and start carry on. Let's go. Are you bleeding? No. Okay. Let's go. It's like, but now concussions are dealt with differently now and mental health is dealt differently. And, and even Alzheimer's dementia, when you're looking at that, understanding the root of it and where you are moving forward in life, it's like, okay, you've got lots of cleanup work to do. And then how are we going to teach the next generation? So it's a lot of stuff. And I don't want women to get like stressed out about it. You just honestly have to honor where you are. You need to find joy in everything. And you need to respect the, the, the signs and symptoms of your body, not to spiral yourself out of control and not to rabbit hole down Google, but to understand, right? Understand and connect with women who can give you insight or men to give you insight into something that's reoccurring. And like we said, like we were talking about breast health, it's honoring and respecting our body 
for better health moving forward and aging gracefully, right? And aging to be the best that you can be, right? And that's what it's all about. It's about being the best that you can be, all that you can be, and, and moving forward in greatness, because this is the beautiful next stage of our lives that's just like, whoo, I am unstoppable. There's nothing that can stop me. I've been down this road. Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to do this instead. I want to learn how to dance. I'm going to learn how to dance. I want to learn how to write. I'm going to write. I'm going to tell my story. You know, these are all beautiful, fantastic things that really we never thought of five years ago. Right. We never. It's just incredible. Like what an incredible era to live in. What an incredible era that we live in. The opportunity to speak to you live, the opportunity to connect with people and friends all over the world live, to be able to share our voice and our message and write books and and help others. And, you know, like it's your dreams are not limited anymore, right? It's just like, it's honestly such an incredible time to live. It it is. It is. It's amazing. And I've, you know, and I, I've been telling other, other women as well, I'm like, you know, and most women I talk to, they're saying, you know, I'm embracing this time. I never thought that I would mm-hmm. think that way or look at things that way, but the world has changed significantly in the last two years. Yeah. And I have talked to so many amazing women, like you said, from all over the world, different cultures, different ethnicities, all kinds of stuff. I have learned so much. So I'm embracing it and I'm actually, I seek it out now. I'm like, oh, I want to learn more about this or I want to understand why they do things that way. Mm -hmm. Cultural differences are just fascinating to me. But then you come back and there's always that one little tiny root thing that you can find that connects connects us all together. Yes, it's an amazing thing. And to be able to talk to all of these, I mean, you're in Canada, I'm in Pennsylvania. We never would have met normally. No. Never. No. Ever. You know? And so embrace it. Embrace the opportunities that are in front of you, ladies. Uh, embrace that, yes, your body's aging. Yep, you've got gray hair and wrinkles. Embrace them because you earned every one of them. And they're beautiful. Absolutely. They're absolutely yeah, they beautiful. Mm-hmm. I have no intention of trying to compete with anyone or trying to look any different than what I am because, mm-hmm. by golly, I earned everything that I've got coming up to today. Right. You know, so right. my wrinkles, I look at them as, boy, that's a that's an amazing roadmap of the journey yeah. I've traveled. My gray hair, I don't care. <laughs> well, exactly. My husband was like, just let it go. Like you talk about health all the time. You can't keep dyeing your hair. So I'm like, okay, I'll let it go. Right. So it turned out nicely, but it's interesting. And it was when you were just saying that, I mean, if you're if you're a woman trying to embrace the new things, the new opportunities, the opportunity to change, and you're coming with resistance step back, pray about it, step aside and keep moving forward. Like you hit a road bump. Who cares? You just step back and go, okay, where does, where's the mistake? Was there a mistake? Maybe that's not my door. I'm supposed to open. Okay. So close the door, take a breath and open in the next door. At this point in your life, you have the wisdom to know that that's what you should do. Yes. You know, so embrace it, embrace it, you know, make a mistake. Who cares? Learn and and, and <laughs> learn from it exactly. But I mean, so I mean, if you're a faith and if you and you and you are trying to make these big decisions in your life, call on your sisters, call on your prayer partners to pray alongside of you, so that these doors can be open, right? So 
ask your people. I mean, that's if you're, I mean, even if you're not a faith, like even if you have a different faith, you still need to sit and pray about it. You need to ensure that you're on the right path for your direction for this time and don't rush, but stop and meditate and pray about things moving forward and get people to come alongside you to encourage you to lift you in prayer as well. And don't be afraid. What can happen? People will hate you. Maybe people, maybe people won't listen. Okay, then change the message. Who cares? Or, or they're not your people. On, they're not your people. I had that happen, right? Because I'm like, I'm, I'm going to say I'm a Christian menopause coach, right? So a local woman was like, and she's a, a huge, huge, amazing businesswoman. She's like, well, I'm not going to follow you. I'm like, well, you're not my niche. You're not my girl. And prayer is powerful. But you are. It is. You know, you've yeah. got to yourself pray, but also have those around you mm-hmm. that pray for mm-hmm. you and with you. And you do yep. the same for others, you know, and it's, it is a powerful thing and it, it can change your mindset. It can change how you feel physically, even, you know, if you sincerely open your heart to it and you, you sincerely believe who you're praying to believe in who you're praying to and what you're yeah. praying about. And, you know, you're open to receiving the answer, Yep. whether it's one that you wanted or not. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. And we're, we're, you know, if you're wanting a big change in your life and you're wanting to, to create that, that change, it is, you know, we're, we are commanded to sort of call on people to anoint us, to pray for us and lay hands on us so that we can heal. We can change. We can move forward. Like, it's sort of like, you can't do it on your own. He already commanded that. You have to come alongside people. And we keep forgetting that. So even even my non-faith friends are like, you got this, Danny. You need to pray more. You need to, you know, they, they lift me up just as much as anybody else does. But it's like, you need to keep that in your forefront. You need to keep what God is asking you to do in the forefront as well. And if you find resistance, then you need to go back to God for that. And that's what I have found. You know, last year was a little hard. I think I didn't put him first. And uh, redirecting, I feel great. I have energy. You know, and stress has a lot to do with menopause. Let me just circle back here. If you have are having absolute chaos menopause symptoms and you're just like living in hell, you need to be praying about that. And you need to be, you need to understand your stress. Write it down. Just saying. Get in touch with me. <laughs> Get in touch with me. <laughs> and that's what a beautiful segue right there. So as we yes. wrap this up, Dana, yeah. um, how? Because <laughs> we can keep talking forever. So I know. Yes. I know. We can just keep going and going. Um, how can people find you, learn more about you, get in touch with you. Yeah. Simplified it. I never wanted to be proud or haughty. Right. So finally I broke down and said, okay, so Dana Irvine.com easiest, right? Dana Irvine on Facebook, um, wise divine woman on Facebook, uh, my courses, any freebies, anything like that you want for helping you to start looking at menopause differently or wanting to be proactive at 40 in your perimenopause, wise my podcast, wise divine women. So Awesome. And all of that will be in the show notes. So when you're listening, folks, you can check out the show notes and click on all of the links to check Dana out. Um, And I love your podcast too, by the way. So folks, please listen to that. And that link, of course, will be in the show notes as well. But Dana, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for asking. 
thank you for being on my podcast as well. So that's also, she can link that too. So it, it's been an incredible journey. And I think, you know, I'm so thankful for the women who have come alongside this year and just to share messages. And I know that you're going to probably stay on me. Dana, you need to write a book. And I, I just look forward to getting to under your new podcast, your new TV show. I just so look forward to it. Thank you so much, Kim. Oh, thank you once again. And everybody out there listening, thanks once again for sharing just a small part of your day with myself and with Dana and all of the wonderful information and the chit chat that we just shared with all of you. Yeah. Everyone have a wonderful day. Be well, stay well, and be blessed.